0: okay uh, welcome back we're, we're here in thrive at the gym and we are bringing back the podcast. I'm here with Frankie Dades he is uh, one of our brand new coaches and he came on board with us a few months ago and you know I thought he'd be an awesome addition to this show and chatting. Um, we want to bring this uh, this podcast out more and start. Bringing the community in on some topics that come up all the time um, in our own conversations, right in the gym when we when we kind of talk to each other, um, and we realized like there's things that we talk about on a daily basis and we think about a lot, like our fitness and our um, our community, our mindset, that we think would be really valuable if more people weighed in on the conversation and talked about more often, right? Because it's definitely benefited us. Um, in the last few years. Um, And we each have a unique perspective too. So between myself and Frankie and some of the other coaches and a lot of the members we have here, everyone has a unique perspective. And I wanted to share that and I think that this is a great platform. Uh, And today we're gonna talk about the Open. It it is end of January and we got the um, CrossFit Games Open coming up in just about a month and a half. And we want to give you guys some insight on it, and if it's your first time, get shake off the jitters and help you prepare, and just have some fun. So, Frank, just introduce yourself real quick, and let's let's talk about why you know what the Open is and how you got started with it.
1: What's up, Matt? Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, my name's Frank. Uh, I've been doing crossfit now for I want to say close to three years, and I actually my experience with the Open. Is it was the only experience I had was when I first started. It was maybe a few months until the open actually happened. So I did my first open at a very intermediate level. So my experience was a little bit more uh, intimidating, I guess, because it was my first time working out on that vo- in that volume of you know professionally programmed CrossFit workouts. So I went into that and it was from the workouts I was doing a lot of the things I was doing was were modified uh, you know up until that point and then I kind of wanted to test myself and do the workouts as programmed and that probably wasn't the best idea I remember I think I think it was how many weeks is it usually five it was five weeks or four weeks it used to be It used to be five yeah, yeah so five I remember weeks. on on week four I remember it was this was 2018 it was a uh, a power cl- uh, squat clean workout. And I, I didn't have, you know, the technique down yet. And uh, I I hurt my wrist. So I actually was not able to perform the fifth week. So oh, I, s- I sat that one you out. You lucked out that last workout. Yeah, the, was the, that was the, what was it? Thrusters and pull-ups. Thruster and pull-up yep. workout. Yeah. Yep. I
0: sat on the sidelines for that one. Yeah. You know what's interesting? You said <coughs> that you kind of got into it at an intermediate level. And we're very much alike there. I started... You know, I started at a CrossFit gym in 2013, and a month or two later, the Open kicked in, and I was like, what I was into at the time was running and Spartan races and that kind of stuff, and I was in college, so it wasn't a priority at the time, um, but I, was, I gave it a whirl and signed up for the Open, and, di- and I tried every workout RX, like, yeah. same thing. I was yeah. like, <laughs> I just learned how to snatch. I barely could do a clean and jerk and i remember one workout my coach ended up renaming it after me <laughs> <Which one? laughs> it was it was a chipper it was it started with a 60 calorie row and then it was 50 like 50 wall balls 40 toes to bar 30 power cleans at 135 and then 20 muscle ups oh my god and my goal was get one muscle up and i was a freak of nature for just starting CrossFit. I got muscle-ups within the first couple of weeks. Impressive. I, you know, just I natural things up, whatever. But I remember getting... He named it after me because I got to the power cleans and 135 power clean for me. Like, I could throw my body weight around yeah. rings, but a barbell at the time was miserable.
1: 135 was a lot when I yeah. first
0: started. And, I mean... I, I pride myself on technique now, but back then it was nothing, nothing like it is. And and I made it, like, honestly, I made it pretty far miserably. I was suffering. <laughs> and he ended up, like, naming it, like, Matt's Tears or something because in the, a- after it I was just laying on the floor and started crying. It was so <laughs> terrible. Um, but my experience was, was fun. It was humbling. It was yeah. like... Yep. Exhilarating. And and at the time, like I thought I was doing things that were challenging me, but this really pushed me mentally. Yep. Even though it was like 20 minutes of work, not even 20 minutes of work. It was fun. It was, it was just an awesome experience. So we, we definitely have that that similarity. And then another thing you said about how like it's it was your first time approaching like a professionally programmed workout. What do you mean by that? Or what's the difference between training you do regularly and then the open?
1: Um, so when I said professionally programmed workout, I guess more, I, I feel like Dave Castro programs his workouts with a lot of, uh, what's the word? I'm trying to think. Intention? Intention. Yeah. So like each movement you do, uh, kind of, you know, it, it sets you up, for, it targets one area so that for the next movement you're fatigued for that so like I never felt that intensity before Mm. you know my my at the time my gym uh programmed their own workouts and you know it's not it's not Dave Castro workouts so like I thought I was progressing pretty well and then you wind up doing those workouts and I would like you said I was completely humbled and then and then on top of that you're looking at the, at the professional CrossFit athletes who do it with ease and then qualify. <laughs> and then I'm like, wow, like you really see that you got to take a step back and and really, you know, and and focus on technique in order to get there. You can't, you won't get through those workouts just by, you know, muscling weight around with
0: bad technique. Yeah. Let's unpack that mm-hmm. a little bit because, and I know the type of workouts that you were doing back then, mm-hmm. Right. You were at Outer Bridge yeah. CrossFit, and historically, they're, you know, they program workouts that are um, one type, right? They're longer, heavy, hard, like, just a lot of stuff. That's what I remember, at least, um, and I'm not sure how much has changed, but when he's talking, when Frankie's talking about these open workouts, and, you know, Dave Castro, the king of CrossFit, right, he's... Uh, his former Navy SEAL, but also one of the smartest people alive when it comes to this type of training. And I mean like he's, the, myth, the methodology and the approach to it is really smart where it hits certain aspects of fitness within a workout. Your ability to like produce power yeah. and speed and your agility where in some workouts that you might do in the gym, you're going to miss that stuff. And that doesn't mean it's more difficult. It just means you're missing out on on certain aspects of fitness. And a lot of these workouts are short, mm-hmm. right? They're not they're not the longest, grueling workouts. They're two or three movements. So just to chime in on yeah. that, that's another thing that I
1: was that's another thing I was very like it was new to me as well as like I was I was used to long workouts, and then I'm doing the open and normal. Like I could finish the workout, but each workout had like a 12 minute cap and that was like i was like wait why why is this cap like to me it felt like because i was so new it felt like these were, were supposed to be like 30 minute workouts but oh. they were supposed to, but the intention and the stimulus of the workout is to do it fast and sm- you know and smooth and, yeah, yeah. and and but at the time to me rx was like i shouldn't have i shouldn't have even touched the weight but i didn't know that at that that time so sorry to interrupt no that's
0: perfect cuz it puts it into perspective right When you see that, like a a workout that's, all right, I can finish this. It's going to take me a while. But then you see a time cap that's like absurd, 12 minutes for all that work. It makes you realize like, okay, other people are doing it, right? Other people can do it at that weight, right? At the weight that's written. So how can I do it within that time frame and feel the way they do? It means modifying, yep. which we did. Like we had, to, we have to scale. I do that more often now than I did ten years ago, too. We, we took class the other day together that deadlift workout. Yeah, you did the RX plus probably. Yeah, I scaled it way below, and you still finished before me. But man, I feel great. Yeah, you. <laughs> and I feel sore, and I feel, and I'm happy about it. And like, hey, at one point I could throw around the weight, and in the open, hell yeah, I'm gonna go RX. Because I'm capable and I'm going to pra- prepare for it, um, but it's it's irrelevant. What's relevant is, hey, you're presented with this this task. Can you get it done? And then where are you at? Right. what so, where are you at compared to yourself? Compared to other people like you? Yeah. So this. So so this is like this was
1: like one thing when I was becoming a coach. Is it one thing I wanted to emphasize on when I coach and this I like I for example yesterday uh, my best friend Nick a member of the gym here he uh, he tends to have that mentality sometimes that you know like I could do the weight in the strength portion or I could do the weight for you know just warming up but then in the workout he, try, you know, he, he thinks because he could do it there, he should do it in the workout just because other people are doing it. And, you know, he wants to keep up with them, which I understand that mentality. You know, I understand, you know, you want to be in the competition with people. But then I, ha- I had to explain to him afterwards, you got to look at the intended stimulus. So maybe yesterday was 115 thrusters uh, for 30 reps. I had to explain to him that, you know, maybe you could get a 115 thruster, in a strength portion, but can you get it for 30 reps when the workout is meant to be se- uh, seven minutes, no more mm-hmm. than seven minutes? I, so I, he he understood after the fact, you know, take a step back and focus on getting it right and getting that intended stimulus for the workout before you start adding weight on. So if you got to go lighter, you could you know, you don't have to worry about everyone else. If you if it was hard for you and it felt like 115 for you, how it did for someone. Who could do 115? How it's supposed to be programmed? Then that's awesome. You got what you were supposed to get from the workout. That was something I always made. I always said I wanted to make sure I would help people People out. Understand? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what is it that like? What's the point where you can say, okay, I did this warming up. Now, what should I do for the workout, and how how can I replicate this? At what point did you learn? that, that net valuable lesson.
1: So I learned that valuable lesson when I would say, let's say I, I could do it in the warm up. I could get it for one rep, but then you got to take into account, all right, well, can I do, let's just say 185 uh, power cleans. Can I do, I can do it alone, but can I do it with my heart rate jumping? Can I do mm-hmm. it with maybe two other movements paired with it? And, can I do it for that intended stimulus? And when I say intended stimulus is if the workout is supposed to be a seven to eight minute workout, am I going to turn it into a 15 minute workout? And if you're meant to do, you know, 10 unbroken reps with the weight, but I'm going to be breaking it up in twos. That's when I realize, all right, if I got to break it up seven times in order to get to that number, that's not for me. I should definitely Mm -hmm. move down and, do a lighter weight that I can make sure I'm moving smoothly and how I'm meant to move with it. That was my lesson for uh you know, I try to explain the same thing to people.
0: Yeah, let's define stimulus quick cuz we definitely have people that are going to listen to this and we're just saying words. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, sorry. sorry. Uh, but it's 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 important that we can use that word though because it 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 really defines what we're doing. So when we say stimulus, that's like What's the feeling you should have when you're done? And let's use the example of like uh, just a simple workout. Like, if I said, run a mile as fast as possible, the guy that finishes it in five minutes versus the guy that finishes it in 15 minutes, they're going to have a different feeling after, um, regardless of their ability, right? The guy that finishes in five minutes is going to be pushing pretty damn hard, right? The guy that finishes in 15 minutes and he ran and walked, he may not be getting the same intention because he had to stop and walk. Now, it's not saying like they need to be equal levels of fitness. That's not possible. What it is saying is, all right, what can the 15-minute mile person do in 5 minutes and get the same level of intensity so instead of a goal like run a mile the goal should be you know you should be running continuously at 9 out of 10 on the you know exertion scale for 5 to 6 minutes right you should be doing Fran like if you did the workout Fran 2159 thrusters pull ups and one guy does it 95 pounds pull ups in three and a half minutes, and the other guy does it in seven. Right, The guy doing it in seven was not meeting the same stimulus. That's what stimulus means. Instead, we modify to reach the outcome that we're looking for. Imagine approaching a weight or approaching a barbell, closing your eyes, you have no idea what weight is on the bar, and you could do a set of 15 in a row of whatever that movement is instead of picking it up and having to do one at a time. You're going to feel different things from that, and you're going to get a different outcome physically, like physiologically. Your body will adapt differently. And there's a place for both, right? But when we talk about stimulus, especially with open workouts, which are going to be really fast-paced, intense, going to push you in different ways each time, but for the most part, it's about what are you gonna feel, and then can you outperform yourself the next time? That brings in that competitive aspect that I wanted to to touch on, and the importance of healthy competition in regards to your training, in regards to your your progression you know, as a person, um, and seeing the results you want. And you said you had some some good points on that, Frankie. What'd yeah. You got? So so there
1: there's a obviously a difference between healthy competition and unhealthy competition. And, you know, this all ties into that whole uh, intended stimulus thing because with unhealthy competition, you're focused on another person. You're not focused on yourself. So you're looking at other people in the class, another person maybe that around your age, and you're more focused on keeping up with them and doing what they do rather than, Doing what's good for you, healthy competition. You're focused on yourself, and you you maybe have someone in the class that's around your skill level, maybe a little bit better. And instead of so much being so much worried about beating them, you're worried about you know oh this time I you know I stayed with him for the first two rounds as opposed to him outlapping mm-hmm. you know things like that. That's that helps a lot with. Improving your your self confidence. Mm. Also, you know, I believe that healthy competition helps you to accept loss as well. You know, when you lose, I feel like it helps, uh, helps you to accept your defeats and be able to build from that. So you can you you understand that you could uh, improve and that you will work on that. You're not, and you're not upset because you lost and that someone might be better than you and that you're not as strong and fast. You look at the small wins and, you know, you
0: progress from there. Yeah, we call that framing. It's this idea that, like, hey, you're going to make mistakes in everything, right? Nothing's going to be perfect. So you take the workout, for example, right? You do a workout, and maybe you didn't go as fast as you wanted or maybe you broke up a set and, and you weren't happy about that. You could frame that differently. Like, okay, why did I not, why did I break that up? What could I have done better or what could I do better next time? Like, that's that's the competitive aspect within. Like, your default is, all right, I need to improve rather than I'm not good enough or I have to be better than someone else. It's not about that. It never is. And you're going to get frustrated and you're going to lose progress because of that. Whereas if you if you look at something and say, "All right, like I'm probably gonna mess something up, right?" Or this is the plan that I want to stick to. How can I make sure that happens? And if you don't, you know, have that process in your head of thinking, like, "Okay, I did this. I felt good. I feel good. I'm gonna come back the next day." When we when we talk about the the competitive aspect, and and this is a big reason why. Like, CrossFit in general has been so successful over the years. It's like you can put five people in a room all of different, like, ages and skill levels and fitness levels, and they can compete against each other in a way that's going to push each one of them differently, right? You look at the top athletes in the CrossFit games, and yeah, they're going to beat you at everything. But you're going to beat you, too. Right? And, and they're going to beat themselves. And what's good about having someone next to you to compete against is it motivates you to do a little bit better than you would on your own. Right? So if you're sitting in a room and you, like, you're the type of person that works out in a garage, which, hey, awesome. Like, I, w- I, I have trouble with that motivating myself. I like the energy. I like the, the people. But you will always do better when there's someone next to you who's within like this like little bit, like this little percentage of where you're at. Maybe a little bit better than you. Maybe they got, you know, pull-ups and you don't. Right? And, and even though you've been working out, training the same amount of time. Right? And that's going to motivate you to like, alright, I can do this too. Because he can, I can. And and if you're the type of person that that is you know, lacking some self confidence. Just remember, like at one point, you know, Frankie was not able to do muscle ups and now he can. And at one point, like I was not able to power clean 225 and now I can. Like we started at one spot and now we're at a different spot. Everyone starts somewhere and it, it's a choice of how fast you progress that's on you um, and it's on, you know, how much time and willingness you put in. Um, but it's important that we stay competitive and we maintain that environment on a healthy scale, right? Once ego gets in the way, and we start making it about winning and making it about beating people, I
1: was just gonna say that. you lose the
0: point, right? And and honestly, dude, there's no place for that here.
1: No. I I, I I was literally just gonna say that. You gotta you gotta be mindful and pay attention. When you start going to the gym and your intention is on someone else as opposed to yourself and you become so obsessed with winning. I've seen I've I know people who were so obsessed with winning and, and the scoreboard and you know, the Rx that they would It made them shave reps Or cheat in order to just say they won You know, when it becomes about that Then that's unhealthy competition You're not going to progress You're not going to be focused on, you know Getting the movements correctly You're just going to focus on getting it However you could get it To say you got the rep Healthy competition You focus on yourself And you try to compete with yourself From yesterday From the day before From last week From last year And and it helps by having people that are, you know, around the same uh, skill level as you because you guys could help uh, motivate each other. Raise and each other up. Ra- yeah, exactly. So, But you're not looking – you're not doing it in a, in a malicious way. It's a friendly environment and it's fun. And, it, and, and you know, if maybe one day you beat a friend in a workout and then the next day – he beats you and it, it, that's what keeps it fun but like you laugh about it, you shake hands after and you don't let it make you feel like you not improved in any way. You you say, "All right, he like beat me, but you know, I was able to string along 10 mus- 10 uh, pull-ups to unbroken." You know, you look at it like I said, in the small wins, and that's the most important thing. This is
0: the this is the one of the only sports. Probably there's there's probably two sports that I know of where the winner will always congratulate and, like, praise the person they beat, right? Look at look – at, um, there was this great video from an old CrossFit Games event. I think it was the final event, and Rich Froning, who is now, like, antique, he's, he's not yeah. – is he even relevant anymore? <laughs> Four-time Games champion, right? Fittest guy on earth. He, he won this event and then finished – And you could tell the dude was smoked, like beat from the whole week of competing. Like that event was miserable. And he went back onto the field because someone was struggling. And he was there, just like we do in class, supporting, helping them get one more rep, helping them cross the finish line. This is a guy who just won, you know, competition of his life, you know, a nice big paycheck. And he's going out and supporting the guy who's in like sixth place. Because he knows how it feels. Like it's not different. There's no difference between the best and the new. Right? The best guy in the gym and the newest person in the gym. They're all working towards something. I only see that in like jujitsu and MMA. Like you, you fight each other, you get someone to you choke somebody, you tap someone out. And then you, you fist bump after, yeah. like, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> and then do it again. And then you do it again. <laughs> like, oh, I, I wish I did this instead of this. Oh, try it. Like, that's, it's, it's a fun atmosphere. And that's what keeps people coming. And that's why this is so effective. So looking, looking forward, where, what do we expect to see in the open this year? Which, by the way, starts that first week of March, right? March 5th or 6th, something like that. What can we expect to see this year? Um. So I, I don't want to – I really can't
1: give too much perspective because, like I said, I only did one in 2018. And then uh, we really didn't do the next one because that was when they changed it uh, from the season. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, what was it? It was originally in the fall, and then they changed it to the spring. Or it was in vice- February.
0: They moved it to October. Yeah. They so, did two in one year. Yeah, so yeah. it was
1: like the same year. So we wound up not doing the second one, so I really didn't – see much of the workout i think i did one on my own yeah it was the thrust dumbbell thruster pull up double under one um that
0: was a fun workout. yeah that was fun that
1: was a lot of fun all i could say is maybe because they cut it short i'm thinking i don't know more it's shorter this year yeah it's three weeks as opposed to five so maybe maybe they're gonna really make the workouts more intense i i I can't really because you you can give more insight because you have more experience in that
0: my, my, and this is just a guess, um, my projection is that the th- the three workouts are going to be on the very high intensity end, but the very low skill and low complexity end. Because the, the way they changed the format is they lengthened the season now for athletes. So we start in March as opposed to February. But... For the first three weeks, we have the open, which is anyone in the world can compete. Any div- there's divisions, scaled RX, masters, age groups, teens, right? There's a- an adaptive division now, so if you yeah, that's awesome. if you have like you know, uh, if you're paraplegic, you can still compete. If you have you know other issues, health issues, you can compete. Um, so and the at-home one. And there's an the at-home home version, one. too. Oh, man, this is going to be fun. I'll, maybe I'll win the at-home game. <laughs> <laughs> but So the first three weeks is everyone in the world. And then it used to be where, all right, at the end of the Open, the top, like, 1% would move forward. Now it's, like, the top 10%. So we have people in our gym who will likely fit that, that um, um, block, right? They'll fit into that 10%. They'll move on to the next stage of competition, which, man, is going to be hard. Because then the next level is semifinals, which is in-person. And then the next level is the games. So now there's a four-step process. So I think weeks one, two, and three are going to be really intense. Like, you're going to have to push yourself hard, difficult workouts, but low in the complexity scale. Because they want everyone who's competing to have a, a good experience. In those workouts and a good taste of what, what's to come. And then obviously the people who are performing well, all right, well, we got to step it up a notch so you're going to see the, the higher complexity stuff, the, the more um, advanced skills, right? Uh, and then because they're working a lot more in CrossFit on inclusivity, getting more people involved, right? That's the whole thing with CrossFit now. Is getting as many people in the door as possible across the world. Those first three workouts are gonna be really focused on the community. So CrossFit's gonna put out content that is community focused, um, offering um, sort of incentives for people to participate. Like now you can sponsor someone in the open. Like you can go on and, and gift somebody an oh, open really? entry. Yeah. Oh, that's it. So like there's yeah, cool things awesome. happening. And if, if this is your first experience with the Open, it's going to be really awesome. Um, as far as in our gym, we're going to meet up Friday nights. We're going to have a DJ. <laughs> um, we're going we're to pick out people in advance, hype them up, and they're going to go head to head, Right, different groups of people. We do this every year. Um, and, and just have a great time. And then we program the workouts on Saturdays anyway. So whether or not you sign up for the Open, if you're coming here and taking class on Saturday, you're going to do an Open workout so you'll get an idea of it. Um, and we're going to form teams. So we're going to have different teams within our gym so we have a little healthy competition. And we're going to have guys like like me and Frankie on different teams so we can't... <laughs> We can't stack the, the competition. Oh God! Right, that, fun. that sounds fun. <laughs> it's gonna be a ton of fun. Um, what are you most looking forward to for yourself, though? Um, for the open, or yeah, for the
1: open. For the and open, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm I'm i obviously improved a lot since I first started. So I'm I'm very interested to see how I would do now because I just remember I remember like 135 squat clean. Two years ago for me, it was like my, it was the most grueling thing. And now, you know, I, I've obviously gotten stronger. So, and that was in the workout of the open that I did. And so I can, I can, I want, I'd like to see how I do on this level now, two years later, two and a half years later, almost three years. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how much I've improved, if
0: at all, you know, that's a, um, that's an aspect that if people can see like ahead and look into the future a little bit. Like, I started this stuff, I, my first Open was eight years ago now. And I think I was like 117,000th place my first year. <laughs> and, then I, and then you can see that just gradually getting yeah. better. Um, but, you know, think about it now. Like, whatever, however you perform now, Like, you're going to finish the Open, three workouts, and then forget about it. Like, don't stress it. Just think about it as, all right, that was fun. Next year, let's compare. Yeah. Right? Then the next year. And, you know, you might not be thinking you're going to do this for the next five years, but you are. Yeah. Right? You're 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 going to do it.
1: Once you're in, you're in. Yeah. It's
0: (laughs) this, like, I'm not saying CrossFit has to become the lifestyle, but if you do this – more than a few months consistently, being fit and being healthy and and prioritizing exercise and and community is going to be part of your life. Yeah, so you're going to do it, this again. It becomes a lot more than yeah. than a
1: workout. You know, it's not... And that's that's from the out, outside perspective. A lot of people have uh, trouble understanding why like, they call it a CrossFit cult. They have a lot of trouble understanding why we are so close the way we are. You know, if you just go to, like, a regular uh, L.A. fitness-type gym, and it's because it becomes a lot more than a workout. Uh, you know, you start to really pay attention to things you never thought, your sleep, your diet, your recovery. You know, it becomes, like, a priority in your life, and it's not – and then before – you and the community also, which is, like, it's awesome. And uh, you before you know it, the workout isn't even – why you're coming here every day. It's because you felt, you feel, even in three months, you'll feel so much better about yourself. You'll feel better in general and everyday life and your jobs. And I think that's what really keeps people
0: here. For sure. So, preparation. For, for those of you who have been doing this a while, all right, maybe this is your second, third, fourth open, prepare the same way you would for any workout right you just have to make sure that you show up and you're consistent so over the next month you know stay keep coming because we're gonna put in workouts that are relevant right if you've been coming the last few weeks the workouts we've been doing are really similar to what you might see in the open and they're only gonna get more similar and we're gonna try some old open workouts too so you'll get to Experience what it's like. Um, And if you're brand new, same thing. Just show up. When we get to that point, though, what's going to be important for the new people is to assess, self-assess, and kind of decide, should I do the RX or should I scale? Should I do the scale division? Should Should I have a plan, right? Things like that are going to be important. We want to make sure that you get a good workout first, then compete. So make sure you do what's right for you. And we're going to, we're going to help with that. That's don't what be, the coaches are for. Don't be 2018 Frankie. Okay. Yeah. right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. We've Bad all done risk. that. Yep, That was not smart. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's always risks with this stuff. So being smart about it and putting your ego aside and accepting like, all right, I'm here. Let me see how far I can push this right now like where I'm at that's that's the the hardest part and you're just gonna feel better about it. you'll feel more confident um seriously I can I can snatch 200 pounds and the other day I did a workout with light ass deadlifts 140 pound deadlifts and I felt great like it's all good um the other thing for preparation and we haven't we haven't announced this yet We're going to be doing weekly clinics. So every Thursday night at the gym, I'll be getting, um, you know, I'll be here putting on a clinic based on different aspects of fitness, right? We're going to do some technique development on your weightlifting, your gymnastics, rowing. We're going to do some mindset stuff. And then we're going to be doing these podcasts, just giving you guys tips and advice, um, next one is going to be on nutrition and prepping, um, and setting yourself up for success with nutrition, and then we'll do some stuff on recovery. It's going to be a good time. How do you think we should people should prepare in the next month, Frankie?
1: Um, hmm. Trying to think of how I plan to prepare. You know, I like you said. Um, I'm. I, I'm not really thinking about, like, you know, I'm going to prepare for it. I'm kind of doing what I always do, and I go to the gym, and I take it day by day. Um, I just make sh- – I, I I guess the best way you could prepare prepare for it is to make sure that you're learning and getting better every day so that when that time comes in March and you're doing it, you are the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's – I guess that's the best advice I could give right now to prepare is – Every day in the gym, don't think about, you know, the open so much. Think about, all right, what's the workout for today? What do I need to improve on and how can I improve on it? And before you know it, you, you'll, March will come and you'll be in the best version of yourself to perform those workouts.
0: That's an awesome point, man. That's, that is why CrossFit exists too. And um, to give some people insight... On the methodology here, like, yeah, we do some cool workouts and we throw around barbells and we we flip around on the rings and we run and we do all this fun stuff. It's to prepare you for the unknown and the unknowable at any point in time, which makes this different from other competitions, other sports, because, you know, most sports have a season, but here our season is like today, it's life. So if I were to throw you in a ring, could you perform right now? And then we're going to measure you based on today, not on the work you did six months prior to your competition prepping to be at peak performance. No, you got to always be at peak performance. And, and we're, we'll talk a lot more about how to do that. Uh, that's, that takes a skill. But, but CrossFit is all about being able to handle life's situations and, you know, whether it's an open workout or just a day at the park, when something goes wrong, like you got to be physically and mentally capable and ready to handle it. And if if this stuff prepares you for anything, it's that. It's that being prepared for for what life throws at you.
1: That's that that I definitely could attest to. I mean, in my my job alone, you know, uh, every day is different. You know, if you're a first responder, it's never the same, and you're constantly getting thrown unorthodox situations in in your face, and you know this kind of trains you mentally to be ready for that. And and you, I felt I felt the difference. You feel a difference, you know. And another another big uh, point of advice I could give to people is, and this is something that I was doing. And since I've gotten to this gym, I stopped doing it because I've, the, everybody here is, makes it so much easier is don't avoid weaknesses. Work on your weaknesses. If you see a workout, there's something, for me, it's overhead. I'm terrible at overhead. And when I used to see overhead in a workout, I wouldn't go that day. And now it's, uh, it, the, the environment here is very welcoming and, you know, I'm. it's very easy to be like, to learn because everybody's so helpful. I see overhead in a workout and I come, even though I know it's going to be terrible for me and I'm going to wind up doing weight very low, you know, uh, I still come and I work on it because I want to get better and I've been improving a lot on my weaknesses. So that's probably the biggest thing. If also don't avoid
0: your weaknesses. Be willing to admit your weaknesses too, that, you know? Yes. Very true. Yeah. We're definitely good in a good place. And and I get that the environment is, is really important when, when you're in an environment and other people are struggling with stuff, it makes it okay. Like it makes you feel like safe, like you can also struggle. And, And there's definitely some toxic environments out there where everyone is like macho and needs to, needs to prove something. Like, like, who are you proving something to? Like, you're going to leave the broom and no one cares, Yeah. right? And nobody cares, only you do. So it's up to you to, to handle that situation and, and, and yeah, just, just show up. I want to go back. I would love to go back to the days where you didn't know the workout till you walked in the door. <laughs> Man, that was, those were fun. That was like when I started going to a CrossFit gym. Like, I started CrossFit in a, in a park. But once I joined the gym, like, we would show up. And the coach would write the workout yeah. as we're standing there, and then he would erase it for the next class, and then rewrite it. And that was just a thing. But it was like we're we're just waiting for him to write these words on a board. I'm like, oh man, overhead squats, damn it! Oh pull-ups, I can do those, cool. Yeah. And you'll see, you'll start to see stuff. That's
1: that's how it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that uh, for me, uh, my last gym, and then also I I drop into uh, gym in Jersey CrossFit Freehold when I'm at my mom's house and. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't release the workout till like late at nights, and then like when people start texting him, "What's the workout for tomorrow?" He's like, "Well, <laughs> now you won't find out till tomorrow, and like you won't release it until the morning of, like that." It's it, It's uh, it, yeah, it's nice because you, you really don't know what you're going into, and then the people who do pick and choose their battles don't sh- they show up and they're like, "Oh God, I, I wish I knew." <laughs> We're gonna
0: do this one day. We're gonna do a hopper one day. You show up. And we pick things out of a hat and you just do it because that's life. You, know? <laughs> you guys are spoiled. You that's see the life. workouts five days in advance. <laughs> right? Like you get to plan. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is the first of many of these conversations. We'll have Frankie on a bunch and we'll bring some other coaches in. We'll bring some, some you know, athletes and some friends and, and members too, just making this a resource and, and another way for us to get, get the point across and get you guys seeing some real good progress. So thanks for listening. And Frank, thanks for, thanks for jumping Thank in. Thank you for That's having awesome. me.